Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, you wonderful podcast listener. We'll get to the show in a second. But first, how would you like to support the Red Men TV and get your hands on an amazing prize, a signed shirt by Liverpool defender Ibu Kanate? Head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash the Red Men TV. Press subscribe. And when we hit the amazing landmark of half a million YouTube subs, and we're very nearly there, we'll do a prize draw to one of those people, one of those subscribers, and whoever gets pulled out of the hat will win the amazing Ibu Kanate shirt. That's youtube.com forward slash the red men tv subscribe and give yourself a chance to win this amazing prize hey everyone welcome to the latest edition of the red men podcast steve hall here with dan club and the returning chris Pajak. we've got one of one of the, the main guys back which the other one no idea any ideas just no got idea. missing don't uh, fancy we, it yeah just doesn't yeah just listen can't he's do working it. the weekend isn't he he's working the weekend Working Friday, Saturday, I think. We're going to match, yeah. So yeah, he's got. Uh, he's, he's working got, the weekend. He's, he's got going. some stuff to do, uh, which you might see if you're around the world on the Premier League channel, I believe. Ah, okay. There's where the gaffer is. Anyway, we've got one back. So anyway, Paul and Chris obviously were away last week in Las Vegas. Later on on podcast extra, we're going to find out if what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I was I was very concerned about Vegas because I make bad decisions when I'm drunk. Save it. Podcast Extra, find out the bad decisions that Chris Pajak made when we do Podcast Extra on Red Men Plus a little bit later on. Um, before we get to the kickoff question, a couple of other things. So I've got a bit of housekeeping to do. First of all, do you want to get your hands on this? You just probably saw it if you watched the pre-roll, but if you're listening live now, I'm holding up a signed Ibu Kanate shirt. Um, if you want to get your hands on that, all you got to do, you're watching on YouTube right now, just subscribe to the YouTube channel. When we hit half a million subs, and we're about less than 3,000 subs away from it, when we get to half a mil, we'll give this away to one of those people, so get yourselves involved in that one. If you listen to this on the podcast... Just go to youtube.com slash the Redmen TV. Subscribe, it won't cost you a penny. It's cheap and easy, very, very simple. And you might get a signed share from Big Ebu, who we happened to just bump into last week and signed the share for us, which is absolutely signed. Um, but half a mil will be big for you, won't it, Chris, to be fair? When half a million, mate. I mean, it feels like we've been on the road to half a million literally for about three years now because it was the next it was the next big marker. Um, they tell, like, there, there's a website that you can go and check and it will roughly tell you how long it's going to take you based on historical performance and subscribers and stuff. It's taken a bit longer than that, to be honest with you, but it's just, it's mad because I remember the first 50,000 when you're walking around, like, looking at Anfield and you're like, oh, my God, this many people... What yeah. like subscribe to us on YouTube? Half a million's like not far off Liverpool, the city, which is just you, your head can't get round it. So it would be inc- it would be incredible if we got there. Yeah, so like I said, it doesn't cost you a penny. Simply press the subscribe button below us. Like I say, 
Uh, and I think about 60% of people who watch on YouTube aren't subscribed according to the analytics. So if you're one of those, go and press the subscribe button, support the channel, and like I say, get yourself in the chance to win the Ebu shirt. Again, if you're listening to this, youtube.com slash TV, and just click the subscribe button, get us to the half million landmark, and we'll have a, got a few things planned for when we get there, which will be awesome. So the sooner we get there, the better. Dead, dead quick. Um, if you go over to the social account, we are hiring. We're looking for a new videographer as well. We're going to add to the team. So if you're a, if you're a videographer, you've got experience with all that kind of stuff. Check out the socials, and you can apply and come and work here with us. You might be able to be here when when we hit that half a mil. Hopefully, you're not. Hopefully, we get there before. And, <laughs> hopefully, we get back. Like hopefully, yeah. we're there. Hopefully, you're there when we hit a mil. Yeah, it's a better idea. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, so yeah, if you want to, it's all over the socials. Dan's been posting up. So if you are a videographer, you're looking for some work uh, in the Liverpool area. Do hit us up. We've uh, we've got you covered there. Right then, pure nepotism. Is this your brother? This is my brother. Nice. So Dan put on the Facebook page yesterday asking for kickoff questions, and I happened to just choose the one. I didn't realise at first it was my brother when I saw the question. But now it is my brother, and I'm happy with it. So shout out to. What, what, when did you realise it was your brother when you read the name? I, well, I, I don't. The I question, yeah, the question wasn't going to give it no, away. No, that it was your brother. I just scanned, when I'm picking the questions out. I just scanned the questions, and then I went, "Oh yeah, that's a good one." Then I realised it was our Rob. So I thought, "Yeah, whatever." So shout out to Big Rob Hall. Um, he's gone for the kickoff question. What are the best pair of footy boots that were ever made? Chris Pajak. Come on, it's World Cups. I don't gotta know. be. Explain more, please. Sorry. Adidas World Cup. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what you mean. I don't. Yeah. Sorry, okay. Come on. What I mean. What do you want to go with, Patrick's? Adi- like, there is no other answer here. It's Adidas World Cups. Uh, oh, just a plain black free free stripe. I'm on Google Images now. Come on, yeah, come on. What do you need? Um, what more do you need than a pair of Adidas <coughs> World Cup? So essentially, they've been going for about fifty years. They're classics. They're brilliant. So and into a shoe. Have they got a heel? What's going to Gucci <laughs> times Adidas? My God, seven hundred eighty-five quid. Gucci selling them as shoes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got them. <laughs> <laughs> Get us to ten million subjects. Come on, Adidas World Cup. Is there really another answer there? Copper Mundials. Predators. Yeah, they're nice. Predators, Pre- no, shite. Oh, did you see Xavi Alonso's Predators? Yeah. For the Legends game? Oh, well, not for the Legends game. Oh, my God. Are they the new ones? No, we had old school ones on, like, Pulses, the gold. And he, him strutting around Anfield in them was... Oh, there's a picture of him celebrating in front of the cop, the Cinnamon Pongo winner, and it is just everything. That is just, honestly, it's everything. Him, arm in the air, beating Man United with them on. Oh, God. We could do Does things to me, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, uh, I put them on screen now. These are like the newer version of them. When I was a kid, I had these. Oh, no. They're the, wow. like the Ronaldinho or Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Mercurial R9s. Yeah. Yeah, they're terrible. So if, you, if you're listening if you're listening to the podcast, they were white and blue with like terrible. yellow highlights. I mate, I had the pair of those right and I thought I was. Br- I played right back. I yeah. had no business yeah, wearing no, them. No, no. And no. I went to a game. I've also seen you play. You had no business. It didn't matter where you were playing. <laughs> I was decent. You had I was no right. Business. So what happened? You just get worse and worse and worse. I found alcohol, didn't I? <laughs> uh, at the age of like 16. Um, found out. Found out, yeah. found out <laughs> ale and yeah, girls and stuff. But like, they all that that old chestnut. But no, um, I had them, and I, met, I, I talked to them to a game once. Um, and I used to have, obviously, I'd, I'd have mouldies and I'd have studs, and I turned, they they were like mouldy blades. And I turned up to this game, and it, it was like a bog of a pitch. So I threw me old umbros on with the studs, and someone fucking robbed them oh. on the side of the pitch in the JD bag. He was, and um, 
some 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 lads with without just knowing Rob the last six pair of footy boots. My eye nines got nicked. I was honestly I was so upset. I was about fifteen, I think. Where were they late nineties? They like ninety eight, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, like I think at the time I would have been about a bit younger actually, I might have been about twelve, thirty. I just wanna rob them off me. I was devastated. Mm. My mum and dad were fuming because they paid a fair bit of money for them, but they always yeah, and also I love Ronaldo. I'm looking forward to his documentary that comes out in a few weeks as well. That'd be awesome as well. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going for them. Let us know. Like I've got in the in the live chat right now, we've got We've got Pete who's gone for the Puma Kings. Yeah, they're good. Good yeah. boots. Good and solid black boot with mm. white. That, that's perfect Simple. for me. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That's what I want. I, 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 I fucking hate coloured boots. I just, I know that everyone wears them now, mm. but I like the guy who's wearing the black boots. Actually, why did Harvey Elliott go from black boots to red boots in the Champions League against Ajax? Did anyone know it, that? It might, he changed his it, it might have been a Moldy's to stud situation. Yeah, I think it was. That, that's often but he went black boots to red boots. I think it was where he went to. And I, I think I was the, might have been the only person because I was like, oh, he's wearing black boots, what a guy. I think in the first no half, cares. was he wearing the same colour boots as someone else or something because I kept getting them confused. No, in the second half when he changed, I think he, I was like, it, I was on the watch along and I do remember thinking it, it, it done my head in a little bit because I was. I, that's one of the ways you can tell because of the camera angle I'm feeling now it's really difficult sometimes to tell who you're looking at so you have to boot us off in a giveaway but yeah let us know if you're not watching this live use the comment section one of the best pair of footy boots of all time and tweet us if you listen to the podcast shout out to Big Rob Hall for the question nepotism exists in this world he got, being my brother got him into the agenda it's not um, what you know it's who you know that's I mean, I literally got this job probably on, on, on that basis, to be fair. Thanks to Mr. Chris Pajak. Right, we're going to be looking ahead to what's going to be a mental October for Liverpool. We've got nine games in like 29 days. Absolutely crazy. A little bit later on, we'll be jumping in on the Trent Alexander-Arnold debate again. The hot topic of conversation all over social media and all that kind of stuff. And Trent obviously left out of the England squad completely. And they are so good at footy that they can leave Trent Alexander-Arnold out. So we're going to touch on that a little bit later on. But fair I just want to give you guys a shout out about our newest documentary. So here is a clip from German Scousers. Are you a fan of the content we produce here in podcast form? Do you love Red Men goodness in your ears on a regular occasion? Do you want to know more on and off the field info about Liverpool Football Club? Get closer to the culture of the city and the club. Well, you can do. Red Men Plus podcasts are now available to subscribe to on Spotify. Yes, we are taking the podcast section from Red Men Plus and making it available as a standalone subscription here on Spotify so you don't need to jump over you can continue to listen to all of our content in the Spotify app it is available for £5 and you get full access to all of those shows each and every week and a whole host of extra content as well Size for he's just broke. In the, in the break, producer size five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Behind the scenes, okay. Our, our yeah. producer just hit puberty. That's why, yeah, fair enough. Um, if you want to get involved with German Scousers, go over to redmenplus.com. A documentary looking at the impact of Liverpool, the city, and Liverpool, the football team on German culture and vice versa. Some of the best imports that Germany have had to offer over here to Liverpool. Get yourself involved. It's streaming right now on redmenplus.com. It's worth the subscription fee alone, but obviously, when you sign up, not only will you get access to that, but you get every bit of content we've ever done over there. Loads of documentaries and interviews, features, that kind of stuff. And like I say, all the upcoming stuff for these essentially nine games in 29 days that we're about to talk about now which is Chris Pajak uh, quite ludicrous really if you think about it because mental no, this is what I we always knew it was going to be a truncated season but what was really odd about it was that the start of the season wasn't you, there were big breaks in between games there was a lot of breaks in between games obviously 
the the two cancellations that Liverpool have suffered um, way into that. It feels like we haven't played for fucking ages because we haven't. But we are about to go from like you know out the frying pan into the fire. Nine and twenty nine is a tough ask for any football team. But when you're playing catch up in the, it, it, it's really can be really really difficult for the Reds. Yeah, but I think this is the, the part of the season where Liverpool have been aiming to get to. Um, you know, we're quite fortunate in some ways that some <coughs> lads are coming back from injury for this period. Because had we had it earlier on in the season, we'd be looking at it going, "Oh, mate, we've got no midfielders, we've got no frigging substitutes, we've hardly got a team we can put out." So in some ways, it's actually played into our hands a little bit. But I also feel like the sports science side of things, and this is just guesswork, of course, has been building up to October. You know, when it comes to it, this is what the lads have been aiming at. They need to make sure that they get themselves up and, and the wheels spin. In, mm-hmm. but they need to hit top form for October because this is where, like the Christmas period in, in seasons gone by, you can win and lose a league over the Christmas period. Now we're having that Christmas period really, really early, and this is the most important part of the season for Liverpool now. And also, Dan, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the games up on screen now. Obviously, for those listening along, I'll read them out very quickly. So between now, so between October 1st, when we play Brighton at home, we've then got... Rangers are home in the Champions League, Arsenal away in the league, Rangers away in the Champions League, Man City are home in the league, West Ham are home in the league, Forest away in the league again, Ajax fifth of sixth Champions League game, a way tough game, and then home against Leeds United, nine games like I say in a 29 day period, Chris is right, Dan in that, not only can the league be won, you can't win the league in October, but you can lose it, mm. but you can be out of the Champions League as well, because usually you get, you, match, we always say we're going to play Napoli in match day six, and it's always like late November, December time when you that that, that last Champions League game. Mm. The Champions League group stage actually ends on November first as well. Like if they go glass half full, if it all goes right, they'll set themselves up for a really, really strong season. On the other foot, if it goes tits up, your season's gone. Yeah. In, in, in terms of like winning one of the major two trophies, like it's such an Chris is right. It's almost like they've just brought Christmas forward two months. The make or break time of the season is now before Halloween. Yeah, it is, it's mental. In years gone by, Chris alluded to it there, we have been sort of geared up towards this sort of chaotic schedule and we've come through it really well. I remember looking a few seasons now on the run whereby, God, that October looks tough, November looks tough, and you get to the end of it and we've won every game and you think, God, we've absolutely bossed that. So I do think that will be sort of the aim for this season as well. It just so happens that our form going into it has been miles off it. Mm. So we're not really in a position, it's more make or break than ever before now. Like we're in a position whereby we can't win anything necessarily. We can get ourselves back into the fight potentially for the Premier League and we can give ourselves a shout for the Champions League but we can most certainly be done in both that you are right but you, at the same time we have got players just coming back at the right time we're looking at a few potentially maybe Andy Robertson you know Canate obviously you mentioned him before they could be back and involved now but we've also got players back in fitness who needed games and needed a bit of time like of Thiago Jota Virgil van Dijk has just got a bit of form as well away with Holland so I'm actually really optimistic going into this little schedule. It is chaos. Like, 9 and 29 is ludicrous. Like, But at the same time, I actually think we play our best football yeah. in these little periods. I think a game every three days suits us down to the ground. When we come back from a break, that's normally our worst. So I actually feel <coughs> if we can get a momentum and get a start well on Saturday is the key. If we can build up some sort of head of steam, we could come out of this smelling the roses yeah. potentially. I think Jürgen always talks about how he likes to have the time on the training pitch. But I think if you ask the footballer, they just like to get in 
into the games. They mm-hmm. just want to play, especially when you're in form. It's important to just keep that momentum going, isn't it? I think the other thing when you look at these nine games is we've been really lucky with regards to Champions League draw. You know, the fact of the matter is we've got a, a what an hour flight up to yeah. up to Glasgow for one of our away games in, in the Holland. middle of that. Yeah. It's two hours to Holland. It's yeah. not Napoli, which could have been four hours. You know, even and, and the group's quite close together anyway. We didn't get any Eastern European sides, so yes, we've got a difficult group. And I know Rangers is probably tougher for us than for Napoli and for Ajax because of the rivalry yep. between the two clubs, both being British sides, etc., etc. But it is close. It does make it a little bit easier when you look at the away games we've got. They're not far away, and that's got to count for something. You know, travel time, etc., rest time. And everyone in the top four who's hunting for it is going to be in the same boat as us. They're going to have nine games. Like We're a team that over the last few years has historically done really well with those two games a week, mm-hmm. back to back to back to back. So we just need to be able to do that and be better than the others at it. You know, It's not about winning every game. It's about gaining points on your rivals because I don't think anyone can come through this with getting whatever it would be, 18 points in the league and three points in, and, and three wins in the Champions League. I just don't think that's going to happen. So it's can you gain ground on yeah. the others? That's what tells you whether you've had a good period or not. I, I agree. On the injuries, then we'll, we'll speak about some of the specific games in a moment because I'll completely again, like say, playing Man City in this run, is, that's, a, that's one way to gain some some ground back. Mm-hmm. And we'll just touch on that in a minute, Dan. But like, you mentioned Ibu, we, we, we literally bumped into him today and he said he was fine. He did. Andy Robbo, should be there or thereabouts. Henderson just had a couple of minutes for England, mm-hmm. so he's now back. You reference Thiago back. Yeah, um, so having a bit of a break as well. We should have <laughs> Arter into the mix for this as well, because obviously he didn't travel anywhere and he's stayed he's behind and trained extra fitness. and stuff like that as well. The so only yeah. one again, there's a chance again. Who knows what happens in India, with the, still international games and stuff. Mo Salah's had a break because Egypt sent him home after the yeah. game. Like in a way, Dan is that because we've had all these injuries that our lads actually who. Haven't got the minutes in the legs that they might have had in them. In the, you know, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like over the course of the season, Liverpool will have a target of minutes that they can't don't, don't want anyone to go past. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like for example, he's got none. Yeah, you know, we haven't. There's no Ted on the tire, so if, if he is good to go, once he's up to rhythm. Even though there's nine games, you could start six of them mm. because he's because there's no mileage on the clock. He's ready, willing to go. So by just about it doesn't and quite I, work like that though. I mean, you do have to build up to being able to play all six yeah. in, in, a, in a run. He's, like, he's in an outer team, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying it, it, it might not be. It might not be in, in for one, out for one, in for one. It could be right. You can play two out for one, out in for three. Whatever. Even half an hour increment saving there yeah. is going to be five subs yeah, helps. Yeah, but yeah. The, by just about, I mean. Barely than hanging on to the coattails of everybody else because mm. we're, we're one results away in, in both competitions, really, from being really up against it. Liverpool have got themselves into a position where, right, everyone, again, I think it's just Ox and Naby, maybe Curtis is touch and go. Um, mm. We've got we can make a real big assault on this one now, kind of thing. We've just about just about kept on the coattails. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. We have got ourselves in a situation whereby we could have a lot of players back available. Obviously, Joe Gomez and Joel Matip didn't travel anywhere either for this international break. So there are still games to play tonight because we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But I tweeted something similar yesterday and quietly looked like we're getting ourselves a squad. And it's a really good point, the five subs one, because I touched on it on a show last week. I won't remember which one. And it's something we've campaigned for. And Jurgen Klopp has been like the figurehead for for a long time. And it's been no advantage to us whatsoever this season. Like we've had two keepers on the bench for the majority of the time. And the rest of it's been full of kids. So we've had no sort of perks of being able to use five subs. It, it, was, only really sudden, bore, it was only really Bournemouth where by, and, it was just, by the, that just point, the rest it didn't matter. Yeah, 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 we were bringing on the kids for the sake of it, weren't we, by that point? But now it looks like we might have a squad that could potentially 
impact games. So I think it's going to be huge for us. And I mean, Nunes has played a fair amount of football, but this international break, I mentioned Van Dyke before, and not because he's played 180 minutes, but he strikes me as someone who needed 180 minutes. He needed two clean sheets because not to say his confidence has been hit, but he probably did need a little bit of form and a bit of a boost. And Darwin Nunes potentially the same. He's played 90 minutes. If he scores, for instance, tonight for Uruguay, that's another little boost. So things are starting to come together slightly in probably the most important time of the season for us. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes, like, you know, I was thinking about this last night, and, you know, I, I flicked on to the England game and stuff, and, like, it's nice sometimes to just get out of your normal patter, mm-hmm. isn't it? And just, like, you know, they say... Uh, a change of scenery or whatever the phrase is as yeah, good yeah. as a rest yeah, yeah. and when you're in that intense you know almost prism of, of Liverpool Football Club with all eyes looking at you all the time 365 days a year nice to just get away play footy with a few different lads for a bit come back to it fresh and, and ready to as you use the words like assault the league Absolutely, I'm going to bring the table up here on screen for those listening. I'll go through. But Liverpool are in eighth position at the moment on nine points. They are nine points behind leaders Arsenal, um, eight points behind Manchester City. Although again, Liverpool do have that game in hand. Although don't count your chickens because you know a game at Stamford Bridge isn't one that you guarantee three points from. So by the end of it, Chris, like ideally, you want to have closed that that gap really to maybe like three, four points rather than the, the big gap it is now. One way Liverpool can do that, especially to Man City, and I've, I've said this a few times now on previous shows, so, but like, you've got to beat them at home. Like That is such a big... Because the start we've had, drawing at Fulham, drawing at Palace especially, games that Liverpool really, really should do better in. Like To be honest, you can draw the derby and you can lose at United sometimes. That, that can happen. But pro- probably those first two in particular means there's a, you've got to make a result up somewhere else. That's a six-point swing. City have done well to either to walk away from Anfield quite often with a point, and they'll take that every day because they'll back us to they'll back themselves to win at the Etihad, which occasionally it's done. Sometimes you've drawn. Yeah, there. they beat the Josh win the league. Yeah, and that's what they. That's what they. Just don't about. get. Don't give. Don't, been about. don't give Liverpool that big. That big swing. No, because if you can, if you can, if Liverpool get that, they get the confidence of beat Manchester City as well, don't they? And they feel like they're all of a sudden breathing <coughs> down the neck again, and yeah. you're almost into the season's gone by. Now the, the problem we've had recently, really, or, or over the last few years, is they're they're really good at dealing with that pressure. They are, and they look mm-hmm. like they're a better side now than they were maybe even a couple of years ago, Manchester City. Where I think there's question marks still over whether Liverpool are. You know, they've got the finisher there in Erling Haaland, but if you can beat them, you give everyone that little bit of confidence in the squad that you can go on and do that little bit more like don't pin your hopes on a Manchester City win I, I, again you know for all us but like it's it's a do, it's a do not lose match because you can still make points up elsewhere but that, that's going to be a key by the time we've got to get there because before that and the week before like I say Arsenal are currently the best team in the league yeah. but they are in terms of I find that interesting because that's mm-hmm. it the Emirates and they're in good form and, mm-hmm. and, and do they play a way that maybe suits Liverpool a little bit here Theoretically, Jurgen Klopp has owned Arsenal. Like the one, yeah. he's, he, we've just battered them. Well, that's factually. Yeah, the yeah. first the first half of that fixture last year was really even, wasn't it? I remember we we dominated the second half though and blew them away. And you are right; we have got a very good record over them. And I think you're right, actually. I think the way Arsenal on them teams now, they're almost that far beyond where they were previously. They have to come out and play against us. They they won't be allowed, especially at home. They won't be allowed to sit back. So I do think that game suits us a little bit. But the flip side is they're a good team. So Liverpool have got yeah. two two tough games there. And they, they're surrounded, Chris, you mentioned before about the Rangers stuff. So play Rangers at home and then Rangers away in between. So it's Rangers at home, Arsenal away, Rangers away, City at home. Theoretically, 
I always say you want the double header against the worst team in the group. You know, the fourth yeah. pot is always what you want because it can again let Ajax and Napoli do whatever they do to each other, hopefully take points off each other, whatever, and you just go about getting yourself six out of six. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, that's what you say, but you you are right to reference. I've watched Rangers. I've watched both group games against the other oppositions because the way it's worked out, have been able to obviously, and they've been really poor. But there is, I think, there is something in the whole. Scotland, England, Britain, thing, you know, it's the, go, it's going to be a thing. Yeah, like it's, and Klopp's not going to care about it either because he doesn't care about the derby. But it, like, but how many times have we game, seen yeah. him put fucking a shit side out against Everton because he doesn't respect them? And, and maybe it's not because he doesn't respect them, but he knows there are other games that are more important. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise <coughs> me if it's two very, very tough games, and it wouldn't surprise me if the sides are all geared towards Arsenal, Manchester City, and the Rangers games have squad players in them, and we just about maybe squeak over the line in there because that's what Jurgen will do. I think he'll put a side out. He'll put the worst side that he believes can win the game out and save the big guns for the Arsenal and the City game because he has to. Yeah, I've got to, I'm, again Group A in the Champions League. I, Napoli are top two wins out of two. Liverpool are second, one one win, three points same as Ajax. Obviously, our goal difference is, is worse, but we are above Ajax based on the head-to-head record of it. Um, but like I say, Dan, the fact that Napoli and Ajax are playing each other, mm-hmm. I, I mean, to be honest, the best thing for Liverpool might just be Napoli win both of them. We be, we beat Rangers twice, mm. and before you know, it, it's, it's almost like jobs are good. And you can you can six points out of you know, Ajax. You, you, you go into you go into Ajax, no one drawing much around like that. That could be the best way. It, it, it probably won't. No, we all know it. We're, we all know something's going to be on the Napoli home game because it's, it's just it's ground all day again. You know what I mean? There will be something. But again, going back to the the, the, the fact that it is again and again. Fucking hell, we got eighteen points last season. We did, yeah, and now we're struggling. It's so annoying. It is. It was, it, and it was a probably. Uh, a similar group. It was a group of death, wasn't it? It was billed as the beginning, yeah. yeah. But like I said, and everyone else. But yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like call an ambulance, but not for me. It was one of those ones. Rangers are, it is going to be tough, but there's no getting away from it. They've been battered in a couple of games recently. Absolutely snotted Celtic, beat mm. them. Napoli smashed them everywhere. Ajax smashed them everywhere. Liverpool could, like Chris says, if, it, if everything goes right, go into both the games against the, the two best teams in the league at the moment in terms of the table. On the back of comprehensive wins, that that again, you saw Chris mentioned before about building up momentum and building up rhythm and building up just a feel good factor. Mm. There's a big, there's a big chance for people to do that with those two games, get themselves in a very strong position, where hopefully the Ajax and Napoli games are less important because again, top of saving legs and stuff. Yeah. It could be really, they're two really key fixtures. Like Liverpool again, they're not must win because you can still get out the group by not winning them. I get that, but in terms of making life a whole lot easier down the line, mm. six points. You get two Rangers. wins, and Napoli gets two wins. You need to draw against that. Yeah, six wins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Six, it, it, you can do yourself a big old favour here by be, by beating Rangers twice. One hundred percent. Obviously, on paper, we all know that that should be the case, but there's definitely an, an added ingredient in terms of the British thing. Like I yeah. think we've all we all said it. We all know it, and especially up there, the, the Anfield game might be slightly different. And I always think you are right about the pot four thing, but I always think win your home games in Champions League group. I think that's absolutely key and if you can do that you get through sort of nine times out of ten so and even now when I was growing up there was always a big sort of pressure on finishing top in Champions League group I'm not sure that exists as much anymore because we've seen how many times in that next phase do you end up getting an absolute European powerhouse by finishing top because they come second you know what I mean so I'm not sure that's as important as it was for me I just think get out of this group whichever way shape we can especially after match day one if you can get beat like that in Napoli and still qualify then I'm, I'm not asked that we do it quite frankly you just got to get out of there but 
Yeah, I think I, I agree with you, Chris. I think we'll scrape through both Rangers game. I can't see it being comprehensive because even though we are far better than them in terms of our quality, I just think they'll be too up for it. I just don't think we blow them away either time. And I just think it's going to be a hard slog of a month, quite frankly. But I do back us to get through it. That's the thing, and Chris, to, to tie ball in a little bit, is that. And with you, Jürgen kind of often contradicts himself a little bit because he always says, "Yeah, time on the training ground and all that." But then he, but then he also speaks about rhythm. Mm. And I've always felt Liverpool are the best. And there's been December's where we've just won like eight games, just just because winning becomes a habit. Yeah. And t- other teams, this is where having a big squad can help you because other teams are on the last legs and you've got better players on your bench. The five subs thing, you know, Liverpool last season, Chris, were really good at winning games off the bench. They haven't been able to do that this this uh, this season so far because of the injuries. If they have got a relatively fully fit squad and we'll lose players along the way you're not going to play nine games in, 20, in 29 days without losing one or two but that's another p- positive for us is that there are, there are games there with all just you know Forest away Leeds at home Rangers even where the, if, the problem if, with if, them is they're quite far down the month yeah but if the bigger games are early, yeah that's true and, and City and Arsenal got a decent squad but we've got a better squad than Arsenal City's a, a different one of course it's very even but that, that, that could be a major factor in this that's what you always talk about Liverpool getting on runs in these in these months often there is because they've been able to make the changes Dave Ocarigi has just dropped in for two games and won us one and one of them and got us a goal in the other or whatever it feels like again with all the injuries coming back that could be a huge factor in this that this is where Liverpool's squad depth in theory if everyone can be fit on the quality of the squad you can really flex those muscles where Arsenal haven't really got that per se they've got decent options but brilliant the teams above us in the league right now you know like I'm looking at the at the Premier League table for starters Brighton are above us at this point in time Fulham it's, it's crazy you, you should see a drop off where Liverpool can start rising yeah. up based on just the pure strength of, of the squad yeah you should do but I think that where I'm struggling at the moment as a fan is that I believe that Liverpool can go on a run and they mm-hmm. can get probably eight wins and a draw from these nine games. But this season, they've shown me no evidence of it. And I think that needs to be yeah. respected as well. Yeah. Like, you know, right, yeah. we, we are we'll, judging we'll them on, on, yeah, on last season, the yeah. season before, but right now we're not that team. You know, we need to get back to being that first and foremost. And you've got to fight for that. You know, you, you're not just handed that on a platter when you turn up to, to a football field. You've got to work at it. You've got to put the, the hard yards in on the training ground and you've got to translate that onto the football pitch. So I think it's easy after, especially after such a big break, to consider us the team that we were and look how, how well we did when we we were in rhythm and mm-hmm. stuff the evidence this season suggests that we can't do nine games in in 29 days and put that run together so they need to show us and prove to us each and every step of the way that they're able to deliver on that I, st- I think they've got it in them I do yeah. but they need to start showing it quickly yeah. <laughs> they really do because otherwise we're out of both and that's that's the season done you get about four years from a squad to get a, to win titles with Right, and maybe five with this squad. <coughs> Walking away with one title in five years would be massively disappointing with this squad of players. And, you know, I know that we had the injuries, you piss a league season away because of that. Mm. But there's too many of that. There's too many of the seasons just gone before you even know it. Like, we need to capitalise early in this run. That's where the pressure comes from, Dan. Like I say, in times gone by, you look at it and go, well, if you can get, like, you know, win six, draw a couple, loss mm. here and there, you're like, oh, yeah, you'll take that. But that, because of the poor start, yeah. Chris mentioned before, you've got to try and close a gap. There is huge pressure on Liverpool now because they got they dug themselves a hole mm-hmm. by the, the start of the season losing that Old Trafford against the poor Man United sides. Obviously, yeah. the derby draw, which was again not ideal, 
at the point, I keep going back to Fulham and Palace. They, they, they just absolute killers. Mate, as well. just stop conceding the first goal. Yeah. Look at the league table, mate. Help. By the yeah. way, fifteen goals for six against. Take the Bournemouth win out of it. You've got level goals for and against. That is not Liverpool Football Club. Not on the Jurgen Klopp. No. No. That is not something that we're about. And conceding those first goals is killer because everything's based off this solid base of a team where you can get goals. Think back to the start last season, we went 4 5 0. What seemed like every single week, that rhythm's not there yet. Mm. That rhythm's nowhere near there, and the defence looks a lot shakier. There's a point during every season where the high line's an issue. And it flicks a switch, and we're all right. That switch needs to be fucking hammered quickly, yeah. Because we can't keep going goal behind because we can't score enough goals at the moment to get back into those games and win them consistently. Yeah, that 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 again for me it points towards our inability to change games from the bench and stuff like that. You are right in the there needs to be a serious mentality switch because I've said it on the past and shows in here like there aren't the only us in Man City can go on like a 15 game yeah. winning one in the Premier League but you are right at the same time that we look like a million miles away from doing that right now so it's easy to say but putting into practice at the minute looks nigh on impossible so but we do have the players that are proven capable of doing that and Jurgen yeah. Klopp is a capable manager of doing that so I still have optimism that we can challenge but you are right in as much as that the games previously that haven't really hurt us, we go to Goodison Park, we draw, so be it. Old Trafford's always been, even under Klopp apart from last year, has been a bit of a nightmare for always us. Always tough sliding. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. So to go there and lose, you think, oh, but then you look at other games, you think, oh, we need to put them teams away. So things aren't clicking right now, and there's absolutely no two ways about that. But I don't know, there's just something in me that says it's going to happen. And this little break, this prolonged break that we've had now could be the ideal time to put it right. But we are now, in, in previous years, we've been looking at this period and going, OK, we can really get ahead of our competitors now. We can move a few points clear of the city. It's not that anymore. It's we can maybe get her in touch and distance. And that's the difference. Yeah, the year we won the title is this where we started pulling away. The games come thick and fast and people just won them all. How many late winners have we had in the past as well? Sorry, yeah. We've had late winners and we don't look like, we've done it once or twice, but right now, and I think it's just down to options off the bench. We don't look like a side that's capable of doing that so far. No, I'm with you. I agree. The, the pool won a lot of games off the bench last season. The, mm. the strength and depth up front and all that got, got them to a point where they were on the on the brink of history. Really, yeah. they didn't obviously didn't quite get there. But yeah, I'm with you. Hopefully, um, all these squad options being back and fit and available will we'll get us over the line. Right, going to take another quick break. We'll be back after we've uh, give you these quick messages with a debate about Trent Alexander Arnold because yeah, he's been in the news a lot this week for various reasons. We'll be chatting about that in just a couple of minutes' time. See you then. Hey, do you like amazing Liverpool signed stuff, memorabilia, things that you can hang on the wall of your bedroom, your living room, your man cave, your woman cave, wherever you want? Well, we've got an amazing competition to win a signed Steve McMahon and Ronnie Whelan Liverpool 88-89 away shirt. Yes, you heard that all right, as many words as it was. Uh, if you want to be in with a chance of winning this competition, it's the last few days to enter. You've got to head to redmenplus.com. If you're an existing club captain subscriber, upgrade your subscription to Club Legend. Or if you just want to come in from the cold straight to Club Legend level, then your name will be in the hat for that amazing, incredible, unique, one-in-the-world type prize. Uh, each and every month we give away amazing stuff like this and you will be in the hat each and every month as a Club Legend subscriber on RedmenPlus.com as well as a whole host of amazing extras like the content that we give you. And as a Club Legend, you get free merchandise, merchandise discount codes, uh, first refusal on Redmen, live event tickets and access to our Club Legend Discord chat as well. So yeah, boss stuff and a chance to win boss prizes. Head over to RedmenPlus.com and get involved. 
Right, there you are. Going to get yourselves involved with a signed shirt by Ronnie Whelan, who Chris has spent a lot of time with. All these boss, you know. Save it for podcast extra. Want to learn what, what, you learn what Chris Page, Jack, Bruce Grower, and Ronnie Whelan get up to in Vegas? That's what that'll be on podcast extra. But yeah, get that signed shirt. Ronnie Whelan, Steve McMahon. All you got to do is be a Red Men Plus Club Legend subscriber. You've got what? Three days or so left of the month. So get yourselves involved and we'll do the draw. Um, Early on October for the for the winner, and I say we've given away some amazing signed shirts. We've given away a Phil Thompson signed shirt, Jamie Carragher and Emil Heskey signed shirt. We've given one by the whole Liverpool goalkeeping staff. We've got two legends here. We've got some amazing prizes coming up between now and uh, and Christmas as well. So it's yeah, a really nice way to reintroduce us, wasn't it? Got two legends here, Chris Dan. Fantastic, yeah, thanks. Really are, appreciate that you, one. You, you, you guys are absolute best as well. Get yourselves involved, redmenplus.com. Right then. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Two legends with me. Um, Trend stuff, Chris, has been interesting. I'll be honest. Has he? No, for, for, it's been interesting watching. I don't care, and I'm, I'm not one of these. There are Liverpool fans who hate England, and there are Liverpool fans who support England. I'm neither. I am very much down the middle, which is a weird place to be in society for any in these days. Mm. Very few people are just down the middle. Everyone's so opinionated and, and, and polarized. I don't care if England win, if they lose, good luck to them, whatever. But I wanted to speak about the trend stuff because it's been it's been fascinating just looking at it again from an observer. I haven't really weighed in on it because again, whatever, who cares? And it's actually might be good for Liverpool if Trent doesn't kill himself playing in stupid nation league games but it feels very disrespectful some of the comments I've seen about Trent Alexander-Arnold as well um, for context he was obviously left out of the England game against Germany that took place last night because uh, he can't defend England did well uh, conceding three goals mm. um, he obviously misses the Euros just gone because he was injured there's now serious doubts about him given the fact he didn't make that squad in terms of getting to the World Cup as well it just feels like this narrative around Trent Alexander-Arnold, and I understand he's not been in good form, but like Gareth Southgate's clearly not picking players based on their club form because, with all due respect to Harry, in fact, with no due respect mm. to Harry Maguire, he was in the team. Luke Shaw doesn't play for Man United; he was playing. It does feel like again, the 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 whole Trent discord is just it's just something that has caused 
a lot of a lot of column inches. I think every what's weird is that a lot of pundits, ex players are like, I can't believe Trent isn't anywhere near this. But there's a lot of supporters like, oh no, he's shit, he can't defend, he shouldn't be in the team anyway. It is see it is weird seeing that those two again different polarizing views. Yeah, because you've got match of the day fans and you've got people who get their opinions off other people. Like if if you get your opinions off other people, you're a knobhead, full stop, like as far as I'm concerned. If you can't make your own mind up on someone, if you're not grown up enough to be able to watch games and then make your mind up, fine. Like I understand everyone's got opinions one way or the or the other, but at least make them your own. Mm. Don't just listen to pundits who say oh he's crap and therefore that's that's it no because he was a legend for my club so he must be a great scout well he's not a fucking scout is he you know what I mean he's never worked in football other than being a footballer that doesn't actually mean you're a good at management or you're good at scouting players or anything else does it you know you've got to watch the games you've got to you've got to look with your own two eyes you've got to make a decision people watch it and think he's crap at defending <coughs> you can't help them yeah. but but equally who are you trying to fucking convince on Twitter that they're going to change their minds? Like, no one no one changes their mind on Twitter. It's not for that. It's a fucking cesspit of opinions one way or the other. It's not a conversation. It's just people shouting into the abyss over and over and over again. It's mental. Like, and what is anyone really asked as a Liverpool fan if he doesn't play? I no. think well, I is think, anyone really asked? <laughs> I don't think th- I don't think people are asked if he plays for England. Well. There obviously are some England fans who support the yeah, That goes yeah. outside, of course. There are. I, I know some of them, big England fans. But I think more of it than is that it's sticking up for the lads. Like you had disrespect. Like fair enough if you don't. If you think Reese James is better than Trent Alexander Arnold, fair play. They're both very good footballers. If you think Carl Walker is better than Trent Alexander Arnold, fair play. Mm-hmm. Both excellent footballers. You know they've both they've won titles between them. You know two of them have won European cups. Like there, there are there are they are good footballers. You know Kieran Trippier. You can't argue he's a good footballer. Mm-hmm. I think where the, the umbrage gets taken is. The, the way people talk about trends, it almost feels like, it almost feels like everyone's gone too far the other way. Like, well, we must stick up for them, you know what I mean? And then I see people saying, well, Reese James is shit, or Kyle Walker's shit. It's like, well, they're not. No. You know, they're not. England have got good options at right-back. It isn't the best position in the world to be really stopped Mate, at. England don't even play a formation that Trent Alexander-Arnold plays in. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what the fuck? That's yeah. what, that's like, that, that, if yeah. they were playing a flat-back four and not selecting him, I'd be like, look, Trent's the best right-back in the fucking world. 100%, yeah. But he doesn't actually play right midfield. Yeah, because Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Walker plays in that. Three doesn't he plays as part of a three normally, and then it's a different right back. It's an interesting, it's a difficult one. And I'm with you, I'm pretty indifferent on the whole situation, but you are right, Liverpool fans do support England, some of them. So there is definitely a conversation to be had there. And for me, it is a case. And what I boil it down to is how does he feel? Because he clearly wants to be a part of these squads. Like he'd have retired from international football if not, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? And there's a World Cup coming, and we can only guess, we can only surmise that he wants to be a part of it. And of course, he does. He missed the Euros with injury. Exactly. He'd, he'd, have, he'd have seen all that, you know, the, the euphoria of, of his teammates getting to what yeah. within one kick of winning, and he and he would have been. He wants to be a part of it. He's a professional footballer, isn't he? Of course, yeah, but. I don't know if he will be, and I think it comes down to the fact that Southgate got the job on being a bit of a yes man, a bit of a company man, like that's how he got it, and I think it's it's Trent, and it's also the likes of Jack Grealish, he took him forever to pick him, because he's a little bit eccentric, he's a little bit outside the box. James doesn't, Madison doesn't get picked. James Madison, very creative, doesn't quite fall into line with what Southgate wants, and Southgate, by, well, he was a defender, wasn't he, by his trade, so I think that's his mindset, and Trent... 
he's not a bad defender, Ben, stretch of imagination, but his go-to sort of modus operandi is to attack and influence in the final third, and I don't think that suits the way Southgate wants to play. I think the formation is a great point as well. Like, Trent plays, and he's given a free role for Liverpool. How often do we see him just in the middle of midfield, even playing as a false nine sometimes, because Klopp gives him licence, and that's what makes him so brilliant for us. He's allowed to go and attack, and he does vacate space, and sometimes we do lament him for doing that, but he is a superb footballer. He's a, he's a wonderful... We had the conversation last week about gifted footballers, and I put Trent in there because he was born to kick a ball around. He's incredible at it, but he does have deficiencies, and that is just a mental thing more than anything else. When he is in a position to defend, I actually think he's really good at it, but I think it's the fact he vacates that situation so often. But as for the England stuff, like I say, people call him out because people, like I say, are stupid and people can't get their own opinion. But there are also some people, I think Gary Lineker's been a big advocate, sticking up for him. And I think he just sees the the talent the kid has. And if you can't get a player who's broken assist records from right back and he's won everything, if you can't get him in the side, that's England's loss. That's yeah. not Liverpool's the, loss. The, the best managers always build their side around the players, and they build the formations around the players. You can't that do that. Got. You can't. Gareth Southgate can't do that. He's got a formation, a style of football that he wants, and he mm. can't seem to get the best the best players working in it. If you're if you're writing a list of England's most talented footballers, Trent Alexander Arnold is a hundred percent top three. A hundred percent. I would say Harry Kane and Trent are the two world class players England have got. In their squad, Drew Bellingham no, is right. very I young. Right. And I, I, I cast it out wide so I could throw a hundred percent in there. Three, there's no, there's. I put him in the top two as well. Yeah, yeah. as you. But there ain't no way in most talented footballers, Trent's outside that top three. No, it's, it, it, I, I, it's just a system thing, isn't it? Then? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the which is which is downs the manager, and which yeah. is why he loses job, and why the next manager will come in and put Trent Alexander Arnold in at right back. Again, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot on England that I get. I don't. Know. But like, if, if it's me, I'm, my opinion is I walk in and go, "Who are my best players? Trent, world class, Kane." Well, class. How do I make? Can I make a system that gets the best out of those two, mm. and I'll fill the rest around it? For me, it feels like Chris. That uh, is that you're right about the system thing. I think actually, Trent in theory, wing back should suit him better than full back, but he just he doesn't really play it. A lot. Of, it feels to me like England centre up back options are so shit that he has to play three of them, mm. which is why then he goes well. I'll, I'll then. I can't afford to let Trent have a free role, even even as a wing back, because my defenders are so crap. So therefore, if he, tre- and I don't. The think mad I- thing is, I actually think Kyle Walker's a really good right sided of a three centre yeah. arc because he's got both and he's got the pace to it's cover pace, for Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold. Like pe- people it? always say, like, oh, he's crap because he just uses his pace. Pace is one of his fucking things. Mm. He's allowed to use it. Like you know what I mean? Mo Salah wouldn't be as good a player if he was as slow as me. It's just p- part and parcel of why they are professional footballers and they get to the level that they are. Kyle Walker's really good at footy and he's really good at that role and he'd cover Trent Alexander-Arnold really well in that situation. Clearly the manager just doesn't fancy it. And the difference why I think you need a manager who can mould a system around players, it's more important for international football than any other. Because if you're Jose Mourinho and you've got a plan, you can buy players in fucking Premier League or in Serie A or La Liga or wherever you are. You just don't get the options. You've got to play with what you've got mm-hmm. as an England manager. So you need to be able to look at your best players and go, I've got to build something that suits these guys, not the other way around if you want to do well. The flip side of this from a Liverpool point of view, Dan, is that this happened, was it the lock- it was during the lockdown season when Trent... 
coming for, I think Southgate left him out again he for something. And he had again he'd been up and down form, and I don't think anyone would disagree that Trent hasn't had a good start to the season. I think we'd all agree. Mm-hmm. I th- again, if, he, if if the manager, if Gareth Southgate, the England manager, was picking this his squad based purely on form, Trent probably wouldn't be in it. But then Harry Maguire wouldn't be in it, and Luke mm-hmm. Shaw wouldn't be in it. So th- th- that's the contradiction of terms. But I think it's fair to say last time it happened. Trent scores the goal against Villa. Mm-hmm. It was around then, remember, and, and it starts answering his critics. And he ends that season in pretty good form, actually, and does well. From a Liverpool point of view, again, looking if, if Trent, if he did need a bit of a kick up the arse, because he hasn't really had one at club level, because no one's been able to take his place because we haven't had anyone. No. If, 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 if he wants to be in the World Cup, which is ludicrous, he should be. England's 26 mm-hmm. best players, he should be. But whatever. If he really wants to guarantee himself a place, like this, 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 that, that could benefit Liverpool. Because like I say, he's had no competition at club level. Now he's got to an international level with some really good players. He isn't even, not, never mind getting in the team, he's got to get, he's got to get on the plane. Like, that could benefit it's Liverpool. It's, it's, it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's bonkers, but, yeah, but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, that's the situation he found himself in. Yeah. It, it could benefit us. Of course, he's got a point to prove, hasn't he? He's absolutely no two ways about it. Yeah, he's got a, a point to prove again. And it's almost as if the volume of noise around <clears throat> Trent could get too much for him to ignore. Like, if he does come back now and plays at his best for us, like he's more than capable of doing. He hasn't had a good start, but I think it's the previous that's kind of made it such a talking point. Like, form-wise, I don't think anyone could really argue that, yeah, okay, maybe he doesn't deserve to be starting thing or whatever, which is still a conversation for me. But it's the fact that Southgate's done this before with him and players of a similar ilk. And I, I honestly believe it's players that don't quite conform to his sort of standard I don't, I'm not saying he's a bad bad apple by any stretch of imagination I just think he's that way inclined whereby he just wants to be creative and I think that what Southgate's asking him to do doesn't quite fit he does struggle same with for Madison. Yeah. same for Madison same for Grealish and I think if you had like a Paul Gascoigne he'd really struggle with him in years gone by and I just don't think it suits his mindset but yeah I think from our point of view it, it's but arguably the best thing that could have happened. Like our main concern every time these international breaks come around of our players getting flogged, playing 90 minutes in pointless games and coming John back. John Stone does his hamstring last night. Exactly. And you look at that and you think, God, thank God Trent isn't there. You know what I mean? Because you do. And you think, yeah, now he's come back. A, he's out, he hasn't kicked the ball in anger. And B, he's thinking, I do want to be part of that World Cup squad, so I need to play. And I think what happened with Grealish, to go back to him, is that he was playing, for, I think he might be still in the Villa, yeah. and he got too much to ignore for Southgate. And Trent will be hoping the same can be happening for him. He can have a really boss month now and the, the noise around the press he'll just have to take him and that yep. could be the case yeah he, he, he almost bullied into taking Jack Grealish I don't think really, he wanted to no he's really no. against <laughs> it and I remember, I remember in that Euros when the crowds were allowed back in Jack Grealish was like the most popular player because it was almost like England fans saying we just need something mm. Whether I don't think Trent can ever be that because I don't think could he play for Liverpool like, from was, the crowd point of view yeah yeah, yeah from yeah, the yeah. crowd point of view Villa was, it was different, like you know what I mean. Like there was no, no, cared. no one gave a fuck. With all due respect, like you'll never get full backing for the Liverpool player of, of the England fan base for for all the obvious reasons that we know about. But like Dan says, Chris, he can make it just no doubt. Like you have to take me. What I don't understand is that I get it if you think he can't defend. So I, I don't agree with it, but I can see a point. If you if Gareth Southgate wants his team to be really solid, and we'll try and get set pieces, and we'll try and get one to fall to Harry Kane. They, they got to. A Euros final playing in a very similar way. They got to a World Cup semis doing something very similar. My my thing about it, Chris, is that yeah, but at some point you're gonna be one 0 down or mm-hmm. one all, and then you're looking for something different, and and you go, well, what can I do? Well, I can just I can bring Kieran Trippier on for Reese James. 
okay, they're not that much difference. Or I can bring Cal- well, not, not. Trent is that point of difference. Surely, if you're a manager, I'm all if you're if you want your first twenty-two to be robots, sound, but I have four fucking mavericks yeah, who it. can just do something because you might you might just need something out of the box. That's why it's, that baffles that, me. That, that. Yeah, to be not in the twenty-six is just stupid. It, 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 it's it's actually bordering on gross negligence from the manager there because it, th- that's what it is. Like, there's no way in hell that Trent Alexander Arnold shouldn't be on that plane. Like, I can understand if someone says, and I'm, I'm with you, and I'll phrase it this way, he's not the best defender in the squad. <coughs> That's different to he's shit at defending. Yeah, Completely yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold is not the best defensive right-back in the Premier League. I understand that. But like we don't just base it on what they do defensively. You do have to base it on what they do in their all round game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for for me, Trent's there. You can you can get a free kick out of him sometimes. Um, you can obviously get a, a game completely broken open with him. You know when you see what what Reece James did last night with the cross for who was the, uh, the oh Luke Shaw's goal. I mean, it's just a pretty standard cross, isn't it? Trent Alexander-Arnold can do that all day. He can do much better than that. You can play a ball in outside of the boot, chip it, drill it like it's a frigging driver, curl it. He's got everything in his locker, mm-hmm. and he knows how to use it, and crucially, when to use it. So, of course, you'd bring Trent. You'd be mad not to bring Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's amazing at footy. Yeah. The flip side of going back to Dan is that... Uh, we mentioned before, like it could work really well for Trent. He could, you know, light that fire and get it. Yeah. Also, does also it- the rest of the team, Liverpool team, needs to improve, and you'll show a better Trent Alexander Arnold. It's not just on Trent Alexander Arnold why Liverpool aren't doing well this season. I know that's not what anyone's saying either, but the way we're talking about it is like he's not had the best start of the season. No one's had a good start of this fucking season for that, Liverpool. That's the case for so many of our players. Just to say, I know this is off topic, but so I've seen so many people calling out X, Y, Z. I'm not going to even name names. It's not worth it. But we're not playing well as a yeah. collective. You could go the other way with us at the minute and say he is playing well and he is playing well and probably leave it at that. So that's why one of them's Harvey Elliott. Well, and probably Louis Diaz. I probably yeah. having the same. And that's about it. Tiago for half a game. Tiago for half a game. And even Allison, you could throw into the mix. But outside of that, we are struggling. So when you're calling out individuals, whether it be Trent or anyone, you need to look at the bigger context and the wider pitch and say Liverpool and Liverpool need to play well, especially for someone like Trent to get the best out of him, <laughs> in my opinion, because we know where his strengths lie, and we need to be good for that to happen. Yeah, and it's it's easy for the likes of Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire because they're not play, they're not playing badly because they're not fucking playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which and comes he always back got to the stupidness. But Luke Shaw's defending for their third was it their third goal or was it their second goal was terrible. The Nick Pope era that, that Reece yeah, James loses the uh, Reece James goes fucking on a one there, and then Luke Shaw comes in and tries to shoulder barge Kai Havertz and completely mm. loses out, and he let Havertz get goal side. This is the defender that you do trust. Yeah, none of them which are is brilliant. baffling. No, none exactly. James and Kyle Walker in particular. You're right about Walker he's a good player and his pace is a thing and he's allowed to be quick I'm fully on board with that but at the same time his decision making defensively leaves a lot to be desired sometimes yeah. and you're giving up a lot of Trent's creativity to have somebody who's okay at defending I'm not entirely sure that works yeah I 100% agree by the way want to go back to the point I made earlier about lighting a fire under Trent's arse it could give a rocker up his arse the flip side Chris is that there's a, it's pressure he's, 20, he's a kid still he is only he's what 23 and again he react cause just because he reacted well last time doesn't mean he reacts well now. That the 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 if you're looking at it from a glass half empty point of view, that there's a, the, all the eyes of the world are on Trent, and he knows he's battling for that World Cup spot. Like 
yeah, you can respond and it could it could really, really do well. But on the flip side, it can also get in your head a little bit, you know what I mean? And if that it's one This is where the Liverpool fans are doing right on Twitter though, because Trent will see this, Trent's family will see this. And we know Trent's got a really good sort of family group close knit yep. with mm-hmm. his brother and his cousins and all that type of stuff. Um so this is where like Liverpool fans defending him, he'll see all that and he'll be like, That's what he wants, really, more than anything. Is he wants the Liverpool fans to be talking shit about the other players and I'm like, What are you talking about? Trent's the best right back in the world. Like it's black blindingly obvious he'll hear all that as well so I'm not too concerned about that because this is a lad that's won everything at club level already and not just like one of the young lads in the squad who happened to pick up a medal like a Kurt Jones during the Premier League win or Green something Brewster like with the Champions League medal. Yeah. yeah, this isn't one of them. This is an integral part. It. This is he's one of the reasons why we won it. Yeah. Not just like in the eleven or anything else. What he did during those campaigns meant that Liverpool were able to win it. You know, there's no Champions League without a corner taken quickly. Like I mean, that, that, uh, you know, there you go, right there. <laughs> um, so, th- so this is a lad that's won it all, and we'll have. Confidence in his own ability, and I truly believe that you can go through bad form as a player. Every player in world, in world football has gone through bad form at a time. This might be tense, and it might be that this is the rocket up his arse that he needed because, as you say, he did it last time. But the flip side is now that you're gonna, we're going to have to. Um, the rallying call that's been happening on social media a little bit needs to it, it needs it'll be translating to the manager. The manager will be aware of this. His yeah. teammates, the fans in the stadiums, who can make a difference as well in terms of noise about it. it does feel like everyone could do it. Getting really, really behind Trent here, mm-hmm. and again, he, he he'll respond one or two ways. He'll either it'll, it'll make him or break him kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. he'll be sound because he's a mentally strong kid. Mm-hmm. You just hope it works out for the better, not for the worse. Because what you don't want. Is trends having a oh do we, do I want to do you know like split out because oh I want to play for England does that mean I don't make that run or does that mean I don't play this pass you don't want that because you no. take it away from his game mm. he just needs to be fo- fully you know so solely focused on it which I'm sure he can be yeah. but that's the only bit of cloud you don't want anything to cloud how he how he does his Liverpool job just you need to go and do that and, and the England thing it is what it is yeah I'd like yeah I'd like to think well, he should know his play obviously should be Liverpool in my opinion anyway but he should know the the, the only thing that's going to get him in the mix for that or on that plane is going to be outstanding performances for us but it's almost like the opposite of what we said before about our players needing a bit of a break and going away and playing with different groups of people and enjoying themselves a little bit Trent's gone away had, a, had half a shit time and he'll be caught, he won't be able to wait to get back to the accident train with us again he'll be buzzing he can't wait to see Klopp again and somebody's going to put an arm around him and say you know what we know how good you are like Klopp is almost bound to talk about him in his press conference this week that is almost he's definitely going to be asked isn't he for he, sure. do, he does he it all the time give him the captain's armband you know <laughs> he does it all the time anyway, he does it, he's almost called out Southgate for saying I think he's the best right back in the world I don't know what that fella's seeing and that's how it should be and it's, it's similar to sort of the discourse you see on Twitter but when Klopp does it as well he's obviously got that even more credence behind it. Exactly, yeah. So Trent will see, hear all that. But like I say, he won't be able to wait to get back and put a Liverpool shirt on again and train and then get out there on Saturday, especially at Anfield. It's the perfect storm for him. And listen, I'm always optimistic anyway, but I hope and believe he could have a huge... (coughs) We speak about nine games, 29 days here. He could be a massive factor in this. Fingers crossed Liverpool could do with it because, like I say, a fit Trent Alexander-Arnold playing well, Liverpool will win more games and that's exactly what we need. Right then, we're going to start wrapping up there. Like I say, watch this on YouTube right now. Go and subscribe. It's right below this screen. Go and do it. Click it now. Get in the hat to win this. A signed shirt by Ibu Kanate as soon as we hit that amazing half a million landmark, which is awesome for us on the channel. So go and support the channel by subscribing. 
doesn't cost you a penny, obviously. Subscribe on YouTube and get to the half million. Like I say, get yourself a chance to win that amazing prize. We're going to take a break now. We're going to be back later on over on Redmen Plus with Podcast Extra. Chris Pajak is going to tell us exactly what it's like to be out in Las Vegas with Ronnie Whelan <laughs> and Bruce Grobelar, as well as Paul and, and a host of others, Mark Kenny and all the guys there as well. Me and Dan are going to be asking about Mancadden and Cricket as well. Is it right? Is it wrong? If you don't know what that means, come and check out Podcast Extra and you'll find out. He's got no Man idea. Cadden. He's Man got Cadden, no yeah. idea. In fact, I want to know later on what you think it is. Yeah, and then we'll idea. find yeah, out yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah, all that is going to be over on Podcast Extra a bit later on. So yeah, do come I can tell you right now what I think it is. I'll save it for extra. Okay. Save it for extra. Right. Save. Oh, extra's going to be huge. <laughs> it's a jam-packed extra. So yeah, it is basically all the shit that we can't say on YouTube, basically, because we might get cancelled. We're going to put that behind the paywall. In the family circle of trust, come and join us there. Keep an eye out on the YouTube channel, of course. We're going to be building up to the Brighton game because the Reds are almost back. That'll be Thursday for the build-up and for the starting 11 as well. And then, of course, the watch-along on Saturday. If you've never joined us for a watch-along before, come and join me and Errol live on YouTube for the entire game. I'm sure we'll all love it. I'm sure you guys love this show. I love doing it, so thanks very much to Dan. Thanks very much to Chris. And we'll be back in a little bit on Podcast Extra over on Plus. See you all soon. Thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more Red Men in your ears, then consider signing up to redmenplus.com. You get everything that's on the website in video and if you want it in podcast form. Uh, from £5 a month, redmenplus.com. You get two free items of merchandise every single season. If you sign up as a club legend, you get 20% discount codes every single month. Exclusive discounts from our partners, as well as your name in the credits and each and every Red Men plus show.